0: The belief that the human personality survives death and can communicate with the living through a sensitive medium. Spiritualism.
1: It's a rumors and
2: confabulation. You know, just coming in there. You know. Okay.
0: <laughs> Welcome to the party, everybody. It's a hey, rumors and confabulation uh coming at you once again. And uh this is well, we're in fall now.
2: We're in fall, baby. It was we're cold in- this morning. <laughs> Really Mm cool. I saw my breath. Yep. I said Merry Merry. Christmas to everyone I saw today. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, you got
0: Isaac talking right now. I got John over here to my left for all you watching. And uh, Grady over here to my right.
2: Hey, it's John. Oh,
0: sorry. John and John. Sorry. And we got Sprout also joining us. She's a a little wiggle butt right now under the table. You can't see her. Uh, Now that we're all settled in... We are uh, now, in that it is fall again, guys. We are going to do the Rumors and Confabulation Spiritual Fall. Okay? That means for the fall, throughout all the fall, we're talking spiritualism. We're talking mediums. We're talking cults. We're talking uh, anything that has to do with spirituality that mm. we want to get into.
2: Spiritual Girls on Tinder.
0: <laughs> Maybe. Maybe They're out there.
2: If you want to get into that, we'll get into that. I I don't I can't say I really do, but oh. you know, it, I mean I thought I'd throw it out. Yeah. <laughs> Email <laughs> us if you're a spiritual girl. <laughs> uh John, are you
0: on board for another spiritual fall? I'm always on board for that. Okay.
3: Hmm.
0: Uh so we are starting off this spiritual fall with Are you ready for this? Mary Ann Scannell Pepper Vanderbilt. Five names. <laughs> Five names. Oh, and she also goes by May sometimes, so if okay. you wanna to toss that one in there too. Uh does that make an acronym? Mm uh, Mask Mas- Maspuff. Maspuff. That's so, what I will call her from here on. Mask. <laughs> so Maspuff was born May seventh oh well, she was born Mary Ann Scannell, mm-hmm. by the way. Uh, was born May 7th, 1867. Mm. Okay? Mm-hmm. In West Mansfield, Massachusetts. Ah, ah. mm. ah, ah. <laughs> Sproul. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, I'm going to just come back up. And okay. Right? <laughs> so, Mary Ann Scannell was born May 7th, 1867 in West Mansfield, Massachusetts, in a community known as Happy Hollow. Mm. Her father, Richard Scannell, was apparently a broom maker. Okay. <laughs> but aside from that, nothing's really known. Somebody's got to make brooms. Yeah, someone's got to, especially <laughs>
2: 1867. I bet they was really intense. I bet they were pulling horse's hair and all sorts of cool stuff. Yeah. You know, yeah that would been, been fun, you know? Richard
0: Scannell probably made a mean
2: broom. I bet he did. I was a broom maker in another life. Oh, hey. Ooh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh,
0: okay, so Mary Ann's mother, mm-hmm. whose name is Bridget, she's uh, a mysterious gal herself. Not much is known mm-hmm. about her except that she died while Mary was only three years old. Uh-huh. So uh, how mysterious is that? Like, like 1870, mm-hmm. she died. So yeah, she died while Mary was only three years old. Mary's aunt ended up taking her in. I don't know
2: what happened to Richard Scannell and why mm-hmm. he didn't take his own daughter in mm-hmm. after. <laughs> this was before the whole deadbeat dad uh, bill that uh, bill passed, right?
4: <laughs> what's that? I don't think they really had Jones support. Bill, back in the day. yeah,
2: Bill, what's his name? Uh, bill, bill Clinton? bill Clinton. Yeah, he's the deadbeat dad. Bill. This was <laughs> before that, I assume. I'm winking. <laughs> I'm winking at the camera. Okay. I'm joking. <laughs>
0: so mary's aunt again took her in um mary scanell her life is shrouded by mystery just like her parents life early life i should say is shrouded in mystery and um you know trying to piece it together the timeline and stuff is really difficult for this Mm -hmm. one because she is one of these characters that um probably Makes up a lot of what she, her entire life.
4: She's the only source for her own history. Yeah. So she yeah.
0: She's the main source. Actually, the main source that I used for uh, today's research is a biography that was written about Mary Scannell. Uh, it was only like a few years after she passed away in like 1920 something. Mm-hmm. So, and it, 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 this source too is, it's just like the whole book is just like, just salivating over mm. Mary Scannell. They love her. They love her. They love her. They Mary. love her. And you'll well, you'll find out why. Okay. Yeah. So again, don't know exactly what she's doing uh, in her early life. Um, I do know that she moved to Providence mm-hmm. with her aunt, Providence, Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that was when she was eight. They moved to Providence, and Mary and her aunt they decided one day. They're going to visit some family in Narragansett. Mm
4: -hmm. My favorite beer. That's your favorite beer? No, my favorite cheap domestic beer is Narragansett. Okay, I was going to say, that's your favorite beer? No, Gansett's just my favorite, yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah, they do have a beer, just, yeah, that's what it's called. And uh, that was when she was 15, they decided to go visit some family. And this is when the whole, this is when we're going to get into the nitty-gritty here, we're going to get into the juice, we're going to get into... What really happened here, okay? Are you ready for this? Yeah, dude, I'm, re- okay. I'm so ready. I'm <laughs> I don't know if you say, are, I'm,
2: I'm trying not to John, say. John, uh-huh. I know, is ready. I've been inculcated uh-huh, in it, yeah. and I'm fine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because it's here that she went from an ordinary New England girl to the weirdo that talks to dead people. Ooh, wow. <laughs> 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 As described by Mary herself on a random night in set, she, quote, mm. Let's see, what kind of voice does Mary Ann Scanell Pepper Vanderbilt have?
2: Um, Cigarettes, number one. She's (laughs) got to be smoking cigarettes. She had, quote, Had retired, but still was wide awake. I became
5: aware of a human form in the room near the bed. There was something about it that differed from the persons I knew, and I screamed. When I described the person I had seen, the family there said I described one of their relatives who had died, a person
2: I had never
1: seen, nor even heard of.
2: It's always, it. oh yeah, that was, it's
1: like, I woke up and I saw a dark figure, she smelled bad, and she wore old clothes, that's grandma, grandma, it's grandma, that's Graham Graham. I love her, that, that's grandma, <laughs> that's grammy. She had a pack of new parts in. She said, get over here, boy. Give me a kiss. (laughs)
6: That's his grandma.
1: (laughs) So the family,
0: they full on were like, this is... They didn't say specify which relative.
1: Mm -hmm. At
0: least, you know, not not to my readings. I'm sure they did to Mary Ann, Mm -hmm. but... So during this time, though, this was kind of put on the back burner just a bit. Because during this time, Mary Ann, um, she, you know... She's a teenager. She's just kind of taking whatever work she can because, you know, teenagers work oh, in the they 1800s. Yeah, the kids you worked know. in
2: 1892. The yeah. kids worked. They had them boys out there with the chimney sweeps. They didn't care. They was two years old. <laughs> they didn't they care. <laughs> two, two years old, the better. They them down a whole chimney. Have you seen those, those videos of those, like, little four-year-olds, like, being little working men down there? You know, he's like, <laughs> 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 He's like, dude, yeah. give
0: good, him a cigarette. Good for your lungs. So Mary Ann took whatever work she could in her youth and she found herself working as a maid in the household of a Mrs. Kenyon. Okay? Mm-hmm. Mary Ann I'm what just going to
2: What was her acronym again?
0: MASP of. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so I'm just going to go ahead and say
0: that MASP of uh, in this whole story here doesn't really have a ton to do with uh, her later life. I just found this to be um, an interesting you know how, like when you go to trial and you get those character tests. Yeah. You know, yeah, they yeah, send in the the witnesses just mm-hmm. to, to just to say this person's awful. I hate them. Mm-hmm. You know. Oh. Yeah. This is kind of like that. So Marianne was apparently overtaken with romance mm-hmm. and the thought, specifically the thought of marriage. Wee oui, wee. Oui. She was, you know, daydreaming of a better life. Yeah, yeah, was I was getting ready to say that's pretty much
4: all it was. It was getting me out of here and working this shit yes, job and that's know. what it was.
0: But her fantasies did not show themselves in the usual manner. Mary Ann supposedly was visited by a ghost from Dublin, Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> who would communicate <laughs> with, who would communicate with Mary
4: through letters? Okay? She was getting ghost letters. She was getting ghost letters, but, but the ghost letters were coming across the Atlantic, or the ghost had migrated from Dublin. The letters were written
2: by Mary. No, oh, she was, she was get, she was. Oh yeah, yes. I love so you she's so automatic
0: much. writing. Ghost love letters from Dublin.
2: Okay, she's catfishing herself. <laughs> she's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so one day I have a boyfriend, but he goes to he's from a different realm. <laughs>
4: What happens if a ghost ghosts you?
0: Oh no! Did you just come up with a new CBS sitcom? Oh.
6: <laughs> That's
0: just <laughs> sad though. The medium who can't that get sad, it. That's just sad though. Your own old,
4: your old imaginary friend. <laughs> you just, what here? happens when a ghost ghosts you? Find <laughs> out
0: next week. <laughs> Mary,
2: I'm home!
0: Mary? On a brand new episode of MassBuff. MassBuff. So one day, Mrs. Kenyon, you know her her boss here, mm-hmm. found letters written to Mary by Mary, asking for Mary's hand in marriage. Oh, where's Mary? 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 <laughs> so the dead Irishman, mm-hmm. uh, while talking with Mary, she I, I, apparently he asked her to he proposed, but then that fell through, and I guess um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who. I don't know exactly what happened there. They weren't very transparent with <laughs> each other. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> but what happened next is the dead Irishman actually tried to get her to start to court someone else. Oh okay. okay. The dead Irishman was saying, "I maybe I can't marry you, ghost, but cut. I've got someone who who you can marry, ghost
4: cup." No, I don't know if it's really a cook situation. Is like, it more leave me alone be...
0: Yeah, I guess it is more of a. Um, well, I don't know. Is there a term for that when you like push someone off on someone else? I don't, I don't know a term. No, it's I don't know. I, yeah. I think that's more of what he's. I saying. bet it's a dear John letter, but I
4: don't know. I don't.
0: <laughs> so what he's doing here is he's trying to get her to take notice of the Catholic, the local Catholic priest's nephew. Okay. The Catholic priest by the name of Father Finnegan, Father Irish. Finnegan. Okay. And this is in again in Providence, Rhode Island. Um, her marriage; she then proposed marriage to Father Finnegan's nephew, mm-hmm. who goes unnamed. Wait, so she
2: went to him and proposed to, yeah. them to get
0: married? Quick yeah. question. Again, fifteen. She's she's how The
2: blue or is there... Oh, she's fifteen. She's fifteen. This is making more sense. I kind of <laughs> I was about to ask how old she was, and then you said she's fifteen. So now it's making some well, more sense.
0: Her marriage proposal went unanswered by Father Finnegan's nephew. He he
4: didn't. Did he, she write him? Yeah. Okay, I was gonna say that'd be really awkward if she I, might have went to him That's <laughs> They were going to providence and just walked on. Hmm.
0: But uh well again this is just like a little side note. Mm-hmm. A little side quest story <laughs> here, yeah, if you right. will. So her next spirit vision proved to be the most impactful for hmm. Mary. This one would totally change the course of her life. Of a life. Of her life. Of a life. Mary Ann Scannell Mm -hmm. during a seance with her family in Narragansett, Mm -hmm. where they, the family, they, see what they did. They were a little versed in, um, in spiritualism. Yeah. Okay. Right. So I just want to say that from the get go, they're versed in it because they would table tip. Are either of you guys familiar with table tipping? No. Table tipping Started maybe around, like, ba- basically about the same time that spiritualism found, was founded, which is typically credited in about 18, at least by 1848. The seeds were planted well before then, and there's all sorts of ancient, and all sorts, you know, it goes way back. So this is the like actual this- terms are kind of in the 18, about 1840s, 1850s. It's like
4: when the Fox Sisters started doing
0: stuff. The Fox Sisters are instrumental. Yeah. Which, maybe we'll cover the Fox Sisters. But table tipping is a type of seance that the Fox sisters did where participants would place their hands on the table and then it, it's essentially a Ouija board mm-hmm. but with a ta- an actual table. They would all sit around the table, they'd put hands on the table and then they would start they would start saying the alphabet and then they'd be like a, B, and then the table would tip and go okay mm-hmm. B, yeah. write that down. Mm-hmm. A, B, C,
4: and then, you know. Okay, I have heard of it. I've just never heard of it called table tipping before. Yep.
2: Table tipping? Yeah, what'd you do Friday night? Oh, we just went table tipping. We went table tipping. I've done some dining and dashing, but I ain't never done no table tipping. You, you've heard of cow tipping. <laughs> How about table tipping? Now
4: I'm just thinking of people running in random restaurants, flipping a table and then running it <laughs> a-
0: <laughs> That would be more entertaining. Uh, but but it's, essentially, what happened now is that the family. And specifically, Mary Ann Scannell was visited by a little Native American girl uh-huh. by the name of Little Bright Eyes. Little Bright Eyes. Or sometimes just Bright Eyes, who supposedly used to live near New Bedford, Massachusetts. Did, she, did the did Bright Eyes
2: come in and say, this is the first day of my life.
3: <laughs> Thought I was born right in the doorway. Good. Yeah,
0: <laughs> no, this spirit, mm-hmm. little bright eyes, spelled out Mary's mother's name, which was Bridget, in her attempt to convince Mary that she should open herself up to communication to direct communication. Mm-hmm. Okay. During this initial communication, Bride Eyes asked that Mary stay in the house for the next three months so mm. she
2: could develop her spiritual power. So, so again, they could develop a, spir- a spiritual vaccine.
6: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: If you will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We're going to leave it there. <laughs> so, to develop her spiritual power, she must stay not in her own home mm-hmm. with her aunt, but in her family's home
4: yeah. for three months. Okay, so she has to move back
2: in with her actual family. No, this is like cousins. Okay, you know these are. Was there a boy she was chasing in this home? One of her cousins. It's back in the day. I don't know. Well. Was, not I that I know. not that's where this was going or not. <laughs> not, not. Not that I know.
0: She may have proposed marriage a yeah, certain my time.
2: Da- uh, my, uh, the time. the spirit wants me to hang out with you in your house with your handsome young uh, <laughs> uh, cousin of mine. <laughs> I don't... As far as I know, that did not happen. Okay, okay cool. But, okay. So, at
0: first, Mary flatly stated that she will be leaving once her aunt wants to go back okay. to their house in Providence.
4: So, her... Aunt's going with her over there. She lives with her aunt. I, I knew that, I'm saying <laughs> In Providence. So her and her aunt. Her her aunt, are, her going and her aunt to... are there are there in getting
0: set. And they're going to go live with a bunch of cousins. The aunt's not, just Mary. Okay. Mary and Bright Eyes. Okay. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> okay? To develop How's her on? powers.
3: I don't know what's hard to get. Out of- <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm just <laughs> I'm develop- doing my
4: best to
2: follow. <laughs> She so, Aunt, I'm going to develop my spiritual powers at my family's house. <laughs> so,
0: once the time came, so initially she said, I'm leaving with my aunt. Once she's ready to go, I'm leaving. But once that time came, once her aunt was like, okay, Mary, time to go. She said, hold on. I'm not going anywhere. Mm. I'm staying with bright eyes. I'm developing my powers. And I
2: guess the rest of the family were like, Okay. They let her stay. Hey, she's a grown young lady. She's got to develop her power somehow. They were they were already into they
0: were already oh, into yeah. the table tipping. They were already into. I'm
4: saying they're up in that area. Like there's oh, serious boys. New and England. I was going to see if Kings Phillips warned all those other stuff up there, they are everybody already believed it was like super Don't haunted even, from all that.
0: I mean, New England is like New England is the hotbed for anything paranormal, just mm-hmm. in general.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, so a lot of crooked teeth get them ghosts going wild.
4: You're thinking of UK, England. Well, I mean, it's not like we had much better <laughs> dentistry at that point. <laughs>
0: well, with this Mary staying in Narragansett, a partnership was forged. One that would see Mary turn into a proper famed spiritualist and medium. Mm-hmm. Okay. And before I get too much further, I want to mention something about Bride Eyes, specifically Bride Eyes. Okay. okay. Yeah. Bride Eyes was also the name of a spirit that was communed with by a Mrs. Tobias Stryker before Scannell ever spoke with a Bright Eyes. Okay? Mm-hmm. Stryker conjured up a spirit photograph, which are you guys familiar with spirit, spirit photographs? I think so. You just get an aura from a picture. Close, but no. A spirit photograph <laughs> is one where, say, it's just a picture of the three of us. Mm-hmm. But, then when, but then there's like an orb or sometimes even just another person just chilling right here. <gasps> <laughs> so there's sometimes just another, you know, there will just be another person or some kind of figure, something like that. And basically what happened is that they will just take, say, you know, they'll get information, you know, they'll cold call about the person's relative or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll try to... You know, they'll glean as much information as they can. They find out, okay, they're they're wanting their dead mother in the picture, let's just say. Mm-hmm. The dead mother died when she was old. Okay? So then they get a picture of some old lady, superimpose it in there, and oh, make okay, it really okay. blurry yeah. so it, you can tell it's an old lady. Right, yeah. And so that's how spirit photographs work. They're all fake. As I think every single person who was
4: famous for spirit photographs was proven to be a fraud. Yeah, wasn't that part of Amityville, too? I'm something else,
0: I think it might. Yeah,
4: I feel like that might be. Um, like, yeah, they found like even, you can even do it with, like Polaroids and crap. Yeah, like, you're not supposed to be able to do it. Like. Yeah, actually, you know when
0: we talked about the Valley Hill lights in yeah. Kentucky, some of the evidence, the quote unquote evidence that they have for the the visions and stuff are like Polaroid camera uh, pictures that <laughs> got developed incorrectly, mm-hmm. <laughs> like the. It just like superimposed stuff that was like at the bottom of the camera itself. <laughs> wow! So like this guy just looked at me and said, "Look, if you just flip it over, it's a perfect match." <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. Anyway, so in in Striker's this medium, this spirit photographer, she had a wealthy man that she was stringing along, mm. and in the photo was a picture of him with his afterlife wife who was an indigenous woman named Bright Eyes. Oh, wow. So she said, here's a picture. It's you and your wife-to-be in the afterlife. Her name's Bright Eyes. The Afterwife. Oh. (laughs) The
2: Afterwife. Okay,
4: Okay. so it wasn't somebody he previously was married to. It's somebody he will be married
2: to when he's dead. That's also another sitcom coming to you from... Rumors and confabulation. <laughs> we should get into the After team. Wipe. Mas- and we got what is the Masters? Masters? So I just want to
0: say that though about Bright Eyes because um, it's an awfully big coincidence.
2: So she plagiarized her spirit from somebody. Mm, you said it. Okay. <laughs> the spirit will knock something over, and they'll be like, "Did I do that?" <laughs> It's just a little Indian girl. Did I do that?
0: (laughs) (laughs) So in the early 1880s, Mary Ann Scannell became Mary Ann Scannell Pepper when her dreams of marriage finally, again, she was a teenager, (laughs) came to fruition Mm -hmm. in the form of a man named George Pepper. And I will say, too, this George Pepper is not to be confused with the George Pepper that pops up on Google when you type in George Pepper, who was an attorney and politician at the time. Or the 1970s KKK Imperial Dragon named George Pepper. Okay. Well, that's
2: that's a, they're popping them peppers out like... <laughs> just just <laughs> want y'all to know, that ain't the same George Pepper. Ain't the same. Okay. Okay. My wife would never have visions of an indigenous woman. <laughs> my name he is actually, George Pepper <laughs> actually I found this guy I found that George
0: Pepper off of a there's an article about him about some guy moving into a house he's like I've been a mortician for 17 years so this haunted house doesn't bother me mm. this haunted house was apparently haunted by this KKK George Pepper <laughs> oh, so the KKK. they actually called it
2: the was like, man moves into KKK house <laughs> <laughs> Do you think Do you think a Nazi ghost would be worse? Yeah, it'd have to be a lot worse than it's a an regular an ghost, right? That's oh, an angry ghost. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of poltergeist activity right there. I mean, if he was a grand dragon, he was already dressed for it, too. So. <laughs> <Yeah. Woo! laughs> he's just He's in. like that ghost from uh, that Scooby-Doo episode when they get on the island and he goes, <laughs> and he's chasing them. I don't yeah. know which episode that is. Yeah.
0: But it sounds like Scooby-Doo. It's good. It's a good. So... Again, not a lot is known about George Pepper, okay? Mm-hmm. Then there's not a lot about even their overall marriage. Uh, I don't know when the, exactly they got married,
2: and I don't know when exactly they got divorced, because, spoiler alert, they got divorced. It's a Cotton Eye Joe situation. Where did you come from? You <laughs> oh, okay, thank you. yeah. Okay,
4: yeah. Oh, yeah. So you didn't have to have uh, paperwork back then.
0: Well, here's another thing, too. Some sources say that they were never even married. Uh But she took his last name. Some say he was never even married. She took (laughs) his last name and kept his last name. And she kept Kept it.
2: Hmm.
0: Uh, Because, yeah, she is Mary Ann Scanell Pepper. Hmm. So with that, it is known that Mary did persuade George William Pepper to abandon his his actual wife, and I think this is the reason why they never legally got married, is because he was already married. Uh, uh, he abandoned his wife and children to be with Mary, hmm. and he devoted his salary, which was apparently $40 a week, which in 1880s, oh $40 a week is. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's good. That's, a, that's good money. Shoot. He devoted it to her, to Mary Ann. Okay. Hmm. Okay. And I just want to establish right now, I don't want to... Uh, put my own, I want you guys to form your own opinions about Mary and Scannell Pepper. Uh, but I just want to stress that fact about her right now. That, that yeah. she made sure that his money was going to her. Okay? Mm-hmm. Just, want, just want to lay that ground yep. for you. Okay. Now, the couple lived in New Bedford, Massachusetts, the former home of Bright Eyes. <gasps> yeah, that's right. She moved, she said, I gotta be closer to Bright Eyes. So she moved to New Bedford, Massachusetts. Okay. And for the first six years of being a spiritualist medium, Marianne did not, quote, perform in front of many people. Mm. As in, she only performed in front of, like, family, friends, private seances. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, there would be some attendance at uh, these seances, but not much. And table
4: tipping was her main deal, or was that just what got her started?
0: Table tipping is what got her started. Uh, because at this time, though, too, your transition, in spiritualism is really just taking off in America mm-hmm. and um, and across the world. Yeah, time frame at the moment. So, yeah, we're in like the 1880s on this. So, uh, which, again, kind of keep in mind, too, she's young. Yeah. Still. 16,
2: 17.
0: Yeah, yeah. Maybe the oldest would be like 20, maybe. 21. I mean, she was born in 1867. Right. Okay. Okay. So, now, uh, at these gatherings of hers that she did in the first six years of her just spiritual quest here, Bright Eyes was said to speak in a dialect which was, quote, half African, half Indian, and wholly ungrammatical, Hmm.
2: but spoke with great fluency. That seems very contradictory. Dear yeah, that boy down here, come and get you live, 105.5. Thank it's you. me, it's me, uh... <laughs> Brad- <laughs> Bright eyes. Bright eyes, coming at you live from Thank 105.5, Thank the you. afterlife. For, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> the blah, blah, blah. That's the accent. <laughs> I
4: don't I, that's the only way I can even think of it. He kind of just, <laughs> it's
2: like bad radio, DG. <laughs> come and you live from the afterlife. <laughs> Everybody, come on down! Blah We are going to have a party.
4: Also, I don't think I've ever heard the word ungrammatical before.
0: Yeah, ungrammatical. Yeah, direct quote. <laughs> um, so George Pepper got himself a former New York judge by the name of Abram H. Daly
6: mm-hmm.
0: uh, to assist Bride Eyes' grammar. Not Marianne's Bright Eyes, because now at by this point in time, here's what happened: Marianne developed. Uh, so, we're again, we're talking 1880s, and uh, this is now when you're having people on the lecture circuit who are going into trance reading. Yeah. Trance being they go to sleep, they take on a new persona, or, you know, some mm, such thing like that. Right, yeah. So Mary Ann would go now into a trance state and would could conjure a bright eyes from the trance so state. So her
4: husband hired a judge to be a speech coach for... Bright eyes! The the entity she mm-hmm. was channeling.
0: Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So what would happen is she would go into these trance states. Okay. Judge Abram H. Daly would sit with her with the <laughs> while she's in the trance state <laughs> and he'd be like, No, no, it's Kitchen.
2: Good job. Good job. No.
3: Kitchen. Well no five point of <laughs> <laughs>
2: come and get you live from that kitchen. <laughs> and then, uh,
0: Abram just throws his <laughs> thing. Okay. Says, oh, God. So this seemed to help as Bright Eyes uh, felt more and more comfortable on huh. stage and in front of crowds. Okay? And this was all in preparation to get Bright Eyes up onto the stage because this had to be shared with the
4: masses. Of course. I just, it's right. mainly just clicking in my head that Grady's probably exactly getting it right because it's a white person trying to do all these accents <laughs> like channeling it. <laughs> so that's probably
2: <laughs> Who do you think I've been channeling this whole time? <laughs> I was kidding. Oh is my she, god, is, bright eyes right here. Yes, yeah, no, bright eyes.
4: I'm bright eyes <laughs> from the afterlife. Maspf or MasPf for whatever. Maspa. Mas- mas- They've got to be
2: maspa. <laughs> mas-
0: <laughs> so, bright eyes was feeling herself now at this point, point. and she's feeling herself so much that they're taking up on the stage, and during one of these public trances. <laughs> bright eyes directly addressed a skeptic in the crowd who claimed she said hey hey mister you know whatever his name is and he's standing there he goes me so and somebody she, heckled and, and somebody she, heckled her and he called she mm-hmm, called her out mm, he, okay. she called him out and now he's like who me and she said yeah you don't remember me bright eyes this is what bright eyes what she saying and he goes well no i don't know who you are and she said yes you do you got my picture you took my picture. The man was a photographer, and she described when and where out west that he took a picture of a small indigenous girl. And he went home, and he looked at his negatives. And sure enough, in an unprocessed film from years ago, oh my. he found a picture that matched perfectly with... What she was saying. And this man took the picture to Mary Ann Scannell Pepper and said, and now he's in mm-hmm. tears, no longer a skeptic. He's a firm believer now. And mm-hmm. he says, here's Bride eyes in the flesh. I know. That's a, that was him. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was not sprout. That was him. So he hands her the picture. Yeah. And she put it in a locket that she oh. would wear around her neck for the rest of her life.
4: Tiny little pictures, yeah,
0: yeah, you know, those little locket pictures. I, I know
4: he's I was just picturing you saying developing them <laughs> old timey camera, and it was probably something anyway, old. so, yeah. What do you guys think of that? Pretty cool, eh? That is pretty,
0: that's
2: pretty wild. Yeah. That's like how a, could Bright Eyes have done that? Um, well, she watched the movie, uh, um, <laughs> dang it, what's the, <laughs> the uh, illusionist? What is the movie that's got that Tim? I, I know Christopher you, Nolan directs. I prestige. You- the yeah, Prestige. Yeah, that, she yeah. she came back to the future movie. watch watched Prestige. I haven't seen that one back in long. time. That's a great movie. That's
4: probably like one of the first movies y'all have talked about on here that I'm like, yeah, I know what you're talking about. That's <laughs> a great movie. Prestige is a good movie. Yeah. Go check out the Prestige. Or yeah. Watch out. That's watch out. about this time time frame too.
3: Yeah, it
6: is. Yeah, yeah, so yeah it obvious. is.
4: Yeah, a lot of grifters
2: and stuff. You got the Tesla in there. Tesla also, wasn't
4: as much of a grifter. That was more Edison. Well, you got Edison and Tesla though. Yeah, yeah.
2: David Bowie played Nicholas Tesla in real life and in the movie, right? What do you mean he played him in real life? He's probably time traveling. <laughs> <as I'm saying. laughs> David Bowie is Nicholas Nikola Tesla. Tesla. So and Nicholas Tesla comes to our age and he's like, Bowie's and space. <laughs> so about about Bright Eyes now. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: she would inform those attending these public seances that she, around the age of twelve years old, died. Okay. So she's
2: only about 12. Okay, okay. so here's my main problem yeah. is I feel like a 12-year-old ghost has got a lot of information. It's like... Mm-hmm. She's like, an
4: intuitive 12-year-old
2: I, but but I, but but the ghost didn't stop living at twelve. The ghost
4: like it's still been around or whatever. But so it's they, in the a, ghost is still acquiring information. It's yeah, just stuck in a twelve year old body. Yeah, it's like a arrested development, spirit, <laughs> spirit body,
2: arrested <laughs> development of the spiritual body. Yeah, is it, it, it. going to have a twelve year old mind? Is that how she's comprehending things? Some twelve year olds are smarter than me. Well, yeah. I mean, some, <laughs> some crows are smarter than me. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. but. You said it. What do what <laughs> people say nowadays? There's different
4: kinds of intelligence. <laughs> it was just... Yeah. She's got a m- real spiritual intelligence. She
0: has a spiritual intelligence. Yeah. yeah. Enough to possess a woman. So, she's only about 12 years old, and she also told people that she was taken west mm-hmm. by her parents, who were supposedly Kickapoo. That's the tribe. Mm-hmm. The thing about this, though, because I was like, hmm, this doesn't sound right to me. Yeah. The thing about the Kickapoo is that they were around Indiana, mm. not New Bedford, Massachusetts. Mm. So I don't know how she's supposedly <laughs> from New Bedford, Massachusetts.
4: Wouldn't hmm. they
2: know better wouldn't would she get her story good before? Mm-hmm. so. Yeah. There are plenty of other indigenous people that got slaughtered in there
4: to like come back and inhabit. Why would they like why would the spirits from out west transfer east?
0: Well, because apparently her home isn't in New England. Except that she's Kickapoo, who's, which is Indiana. So it makes mm. no sense to me.
4: Okay. okay. Yeah.
0: And now Kickapoo can be found at reservations in Kansas, Texas, and Oklahoma. So, hmm. uh, again, make of that as you will. Okay. Now, moving along. Elizabeth, I'm not sure how you pronounce this name if I'm being totally honest, but this woman named Elizabeth Gates, Elizabeth Gates let's just say a spiritualist who gained uh, some fame after writing a book about Abraham Lincoln mm-hmm. stayed with Mary Pepper from 1895 to 1898. They traveled together on the lecture circuit, essentially. That's what happened. And during this time, the two uh, did these speaking engagements. They became very close. And uh, this woman, she was supposed to be one of, like, the people that's like, well, she is saying, she
2: says she's legit. mm mm-hmm. So she must be legit, you know? Well, she said she was telling the truth, so I can't say no. Who <laughs> so am I to say no that she isn't an Indian little girl? <laughs> if well, I say, don't know anything about this. This Indian Indian said this woman was a spiritualist that wrote a book about about Abraham Lincoln, Lincoln. which was a
0: nationally recognized and, and, and popular Mary book.
4: Mary Todd Lincoln was
2: into that. It and was a spiritualist. And, um um how am I supposed to tell you that she wasn't actually a little Indian girl? I can't be the judge of that. Sometimes I feel like an Indian boy.
0: <laughs> so after one of these speeches, speaking engagements of theirs, right? They're in Boston. The pair is. Mm-hmm. They got lost while they were after, They got lost on their way back to their arrangements, let's so yeah. And Bright Eyes came to the rescue. Bright Eyes. Accurately, she took over Mary and she accurately talked them through the situation and got them to where they were supposed to go.
4: So, so now she's a Garmin? A Garmin? Sorry. A Tom Tom? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, as we're all saying outdated GPS's now. <laughs> 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 that
2: guy left out there, stomp, Bra blah, blah. <laughs> Take a, follow the moss, it always takes you back to civilization. Oh, yeah! God. What is it, It's me, right? but it's me. Uh, <laughs> I think this is. Black <laughs> eyes coming at you from 105. Point yeah. Life after life. Turn right in 4.9 miles. Are we gonna get banned from TikTok for this? I don't TikTok? know. TikTok? Yeah, everything, dude. <laughs>
0: are you talking about just TikTok? Are you kidding me? <laughs> um, this is purely satire. Let's just put that out there. So Bright Eyes and Mary Scannell Pepper.
6: <laughs>
0: their partnership blossomed as time went on and soon enough they became a staple throughout the New England area. And They also became a staple in New York City, Philadelphia, and Washington. Large crowds would gather to witness humble Marianne because she was always like, I'm just a humble little girl. Mm-hmm. Who worked as a maid.
5: That's what
1: she always, sorry. I'm just a humble little girl. (laughs) I used used to smoke a pack of cigarettes before I got home from school every day, and then I milked the cows, and then I worked as a maid. I only stole three times, and that was a kiss from my love, and that was a kiss from your love, too. Now get over here and give me a kiss. That's my number three.
0: Mary Ann would transform from this humble you know, woman to the all-wise and all-knowing <laughs> little bright eyes, who was said to always be, quote, concise, sparkling, Ooh. pointed, and have an undercurrent of kindliness.
2: That's how I would describe my accent I've been doing as well, if we want to just... Now, actually, you
0: do need to update your accent, because uh, she oh. got to where she was just speaking complete, flawless English, okay? Okay, all right. I'll all have right. to I'll process that. In Process, just, process that, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Bright Eyes was again quoted as saying, "She spoke her way into people's affections." Oh, okay. People loved Bright Eyes.
4: So, Bright Eyes was more charming than Mary was. Yeah. Okay. Hmm.
0: People loved Bright
2: Eyes That's so sad, much so your Ghost becomes more popular than you, Mary. Uh, bright sense. Eyes around. <laughs> I guess. Uh,
0: can I take Bright Eyes on a date? <laughs> yeah. Not Mary. <laughs> so. So much so, this fame and stuff, that in every town in New England, it was said that in every single New England town, a person could be found who thinks of Mary Scannell Pepper as, quote, one who touched their gray lives with Dawn. Hmm. (laughs) Much like Grady
2: bathes himself in Dawn dish (laughs) soap. Yeah.
0: Yeah,
2: that Yeah. That was a nice thing
4: to learn today.
2: Yeah, sometimes I use Dawn dish soap as body wash. It's good for you. It's good enough for ducks. Good enough for me. Good enough for. Heard it, hear it here first, folks. Boys, I'm telling good you. Good enough for ducks. Somet- sometimes you get like dirty and nasty. You use a little Dawn dish soap. It it just you're it set connects. back at a new, at zero. From there on out, you're good to go. Yeah.
0: You have no oils. No oils. No. no earls You no can, your body oil. can
2: reprocess all that
0: oil. It's good for it. So Mary Scanell Pepper and George Pepper eventually left New England for the Great Big Apple and settled into Brooklyn. It was here in Brooklyn that Mary would start the first spiritual church of Brooklyn.
2: Mm. Is this some sort of, is spiritualism connected to paganism? No. No,
0: No, actually a lot of spiritualists would probably consider them, well well, do consider themselves Christian. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Many, many, many of them do. Mm -hmm. I would say most. Actually, well, at least at this time frame, because, I mean, just most Americans at this time were either Christian or just mm. didn't have any spiritual yeah. beliefs. Yeah. So, yeah, it's okay. actually, yeah, it's okay. just a belief in the after that instead
4: of a... A finite cutoff, it's, yeah, there's it,
0: conversation back yeah, there and forth. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
4: Okay. Yeah.
0: Here at the First Spiritual Church of Brooklyn, she was the presiding pastor, or sometimes called bishop, uh, depending on the people, um, oh, shoot, and shoot. became the quote undisputed queen of New York spiritualists. And I wanted to read this quote too. Here, in 1893, she was considered a good platform medium. In mm. 1898, a remarkable speaker and medium, and in 1903, as a peer of all demonstrators of spiritual phenomena. Yeah. Mm. So she's got she's a rising she star. Yeah. Okay. She is a rising, a true rising star. She's, she's like a, a hit. She's, she's on too. a
4: better trajectory than Casey was back in the...
0: Yeah, Edgar Casey, he got he was a slow burn. And then he
4: plateaued at, Yeah. plateaued and cuz that's about the same time frame. Like she's oh, little, he's, she's like he's, 10 years older than her basically. Yeah.
0: Parent. He's um yeah, I mean of course he yeah, he is longer lasting than she is. Yes. But mm-hmm. he's yeah, she's about 10 years older than him cuz he was born in the 1870s. 1860s because he never got up and did lecture circuits or nothing right yeah he did he went and tra- remember when they yep. They asked him to do the trance reading yep. lectures yep it's been a um, while yeah which actually be on the lookout for that
2: guys we're going to bring Edgar Casey back to you all but more on that later dude I got some funny ideas for that I might, I might leave it to be a surprise okay and I got some I got some stuff okay. ideas up here okay to do some medium and then myself. We're gonna do some trans work. Trans yeah, trans work, yes. Is that what you said? Trans work, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Just drop that>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, so from an address in eighteen ninety eight delivered in Massachusetts to the Spiritualist Union. Because that is something Grady I want you to really understand. There's a spiritual spiritualist there's a spiritualist union. union, there's the National Association of Spiritualism there's a a whole network of churches. Mm-hmm. Spiritualism was
3: huge. huge, huge, huge.
4: It was ginormous. At well, the time. it's huge, and it's also an umbrella that encompasses many yes. things. So that's part of what yes. makes it huge, oh, it's just because yeah. there's so many. Yeah.
0: There's people who are coming from like the Edgar Casey kind of thing. Uh, and they're, you know, who he's like, I'm all about healing and stuff. You mm. got the Marianne Scanell Pepper, who I'm not really sure what she's about as far as like what she's talking about per se mm. all the time, but, uh, but she's, she's channeling Bright Eyes, that's for sure. Mm. Then you got, uh, you know, I guess, well, Bright Eyes is talking to other people's relatives. I, I guess get... I should say that it's, she is doing that. She is doing a bit of that, you know, where it's like Bright Eyes is like,
2: your father's telling me he's Okay. Mm. you know type of deal she hasn't got any more characters i would have thought she would have no. got some other like no I want dark to... eyes or something like <laughs> that, you know i want you to know <laughs> that bright eyes and
0: mary Skinel pepper vanderbilt's partnership lasted for 34
2: years oh my gosh 34 years she channeled bright eyes okay mm. so you tell me she does quit channeling bright eyes at some point yeah, when she is in a dark, cold grave. Oh, so she just she just <laughs> that's, channels that's, bright eyes right up, until right up
0: until it. So, from an address in 1898,
5: it delivered in Massachusetts, spiritualism, she says, "Spiritualism has outridden the gale of popular opinion. The clouds overhead are broken, and the dawn of a yet brighter day gladdens our souls." <laughs> The glorious hope of immortality, never-dying faith, which animates the heart, that we possess individuality, which shall never die, awakens courage, gives energy to character, and even victory over (laughs) the conqueror, death. Though we may weep for the dead, let us salute the immortal, having become invisible in one existence. They became resplendent in another as we mourn the loss. (laughs) I forgot how long this was. (laughs) You're doing a good job. Keep going. As we mourn the loss of friends, so they rejoice in opportunities of reunion. The day will come when they shall visit every fireside, hold converse with us, and sit at our table on our sacred anniversary. In the influence <laughs> of the bright memories of our early defenders and spurred on by their exalted example, may we be lifted to the mount of transfiguration where communing with their spirits, we may discern the sublime grandeur of the mighty truth of spiritualism for which they lived and labored faithfully, <laughs> constantly, in patience. Sorry, no,
3: that's actually a different quote. <laughs> Don't worry.
5: No, I that's actually see different. dreams of green. I see dreams of green. <laughs> yeah.
4: So. <laughs> you have the accent throughout it all. I was very really <laughs> <that> impressed. Was, <laughs> thank, you, thank you.
0: So another quote here, <laughs> not hers. Faithfully, constantly in patience, but mm-hmm. with ever increasing power, Mrs. Pepper had built upon her talents through girlhood days, <gasps> and during a ten year period of young womanhood, becoming better and better known throughout her native New England. Then, at the arrival of the twentieth century, her name came to be spoken as that of one of the foremost psychics in the world. On both sides of the Atlantic, was she honored? So, this is like when this is the part of the podcast where we would have like a montage, you know, where there would be like some happy music and you would see, and you would see like, she's fighting, goes, I, I don't know that she's fighting them. She's hand in hand. I was going to say more like she's just, you know, it's like a montage of her getting up on stage,
2: people going like, bright eyes. and, you know, and she's like, I It's basically it's, it's her whole career tour and just, yeah, and man, I wish I knew bit. more bright eyes songs. <laughs>
0: So a backer of Mary and Eyes emerged in 1905 in the form of this man we might do an episode on at some point. Because I think you'll see why. In the form of Dr. Isaac
3: K. Funk. What? Funk? Funk. Funk. Dude. Dr. Funk
0: was the co-head of a large publishing firm and a devout spiritualist. The word of Dr. Funk was not to be scoffed at at this time. And with proper backing like his, Mary Starr grew even brighter. It was at some point during this time frame that Mary Ann Scannell Pepper got involved with Edward Ward Vanderbilt, a wealthy lumber merchant. What? Vanderbilt. He is a Vanderbilt. In yeah. New York Vanderbilt. Okay. While in Brooklyn... Mary would visit Vanderbilt at his country estate because his wife was a fan of Bright Eyes. Right. She, we, we're all, all, we were all
2: fans. We were
0: Bright all taken Eyes. in at some point. Yeah. <laughs> she was a big time fan. And she, uh, since they had the money, you know, they would like, come on out to our estate and we'll have like private seances. Right. Mm hmm. Bright Eyes did all the talking for Mary Oh, From, whoa. Bright eyes done the talking, for Mary I, and Bright eyes did all the talking. Mm. She let Bright eyes take take the lead on this case, and from there the spirit would ask and get large amounts of money for Mary so she could continue to preach the good word. Okay. At times, Bright eyes would simply write a letter, and it would be made out. It would be like signed Bright eyes.
2: Wow. Okay. Yep. Penmanship different. You think? Uh, no. It was actually they. <laughs> no, it was all in Mary's. <laughs> okay. <so> okay. <laughs> like there was,
4: it was not discernible between Mary's and Bright Eyes. <laughs> well, it's, the not, the like, it's not like Bright eyes. eyes would
2: like, like actually inhabit her body. She was just channeling through. her No, voice. I feel like that's what she's yeah, saying. She's channeling through her body. Is she not? I, 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 mean, I she don't is think she's the, controlling. Now her. her
0: voice changed, so yeah. it's I don't know why her penmanship doesn't.
4: If her voice does. You know? No, that's what I'm saying. She's She's only got vocal control. She has a but not. But she doesn't have full motor control. But she's still just controlling the... Yeah.
2: I I don't know. I need more money.
0: She's she's
2: changed, remember? I need more money.
3: There you go. (laughs)
0: Thank you. (laughs) Hello, my
2: name is Bright Eyes. I'm an English-speaking Native (laughs) American little girl. I'm coming to you today to ask you for in uh, Nero. <laughs> right. okay this
4: is great
0: Went yeah. from- <laughs> it really is like hi I'm Bride Eyes and I'm here today to get some cash I'm here, here to get some cash money
2: hard stacks I need the Benjamins <laughs> baby no no, no you, I you, don't.
4: you gotta keep it with the NPR fun drive voice <laughs> that, oh. that, that, that's totally what she's doing <laughs> oh, now. yeah, really oh. is
0: so she is just straight up going to okay there's a wealthy lumber merchant whose wife is into spiritualism Perfect target. Yeah. Uh, they're old. They're a little bit older. Mm-hmm. They uh, are just their hook, line, sinker. They don't <laughs> even have to put in any work into them. And she, in bright eyes, is just like, you got to help Mary. Mary needs this capital to be able to spread the the message. Right, the message. So he's actually funding things for Mary where, to the point where Mary is actually starts to take her message overseas. She starts speaking, going on lecture circuits in Germany and in the U.K., Okay. I mean, she is spreading out like Dang. crazy. And she's getting her her church is like fully, you know. Fully funded. It, it's, it is going places. So now, here's what happened, though. Edward mm-hmm. Ward Vanderbilt's wife passed away. Ooh. And when this happened.
2: Hey, baby doll. I'm needing in that crib. Yeah. Bright eyes swoop in.
0: Bright eyes would claim to speak with his dead wife (laughs) and transcribed what she was saying to him. (laughs) (laughs) She would write it in letters, which was, again, in Mary's penmanship. Oh, yeah. Write letters that were supposed to be from his wife to him. Saying, and in these letters it would say, give Mary some more money.
2: Wow. (laughs) Wow.
3: <laughs> so, <laughs> and he
0: believed
2: it?
3: Oh, he fully
0: believed. Was
2: she hot it. or something? Um She's gonna be smoking, dude. If, um, if I actually group... I kind
0: of thought you were gonna somebody might ask that. I um, have to ask, because yeah, like, so I, I, I still have on my phone here, um there she is. It, this is how she looks at that time?
4: Yeah. I <laughs> love like the like the statement. Come on, that. dude. Okay, so she's
2: Bovatsky esque. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah, um, homely is the
2: hey, word Hey, hey, Vanderbilt, that body of yours <laughs> is absurd. Hello there,
5: Edward. <laughs> I would love to get to know you a little bit better.
1: Just me, Marianne. <laughs> me, Marianne, and Brian. <laughs> and <Brian's. laughs> If only I could wake up next to you. In the basket in the morning light, with your morning breath upon mine, where we could commune with the dead. Me, Mary Ann, and bright eyes. And me, bright eyes. Coming at you
2: live from 105.5 to dead. I'm dead, and I'm Mary Ann, I'm and bright eyes. <laughs> I'm right out, and I'm coming at you live. Wonder she
4: like, rolled her eyes back in the head when she switched
2: places. <laughs> yeah, I would like to
0: know that, too. I was, God, I wish there was footage. Yeah. So, <laughs> Edward Vanderbilt actually went so far as to pay for a nice house for Mary Ann Scanell Pepper. I uh, she was see. still, she uh, is, again, no longer with George at this point in time,
4: but she is still Pepper. No, mm. people do that. They just keep she was never legally married to him. Okay. <laughs> but but yeah. she kept the name. But it's also the, back at the time that if you, had, if you had a man's last name, it gave you a little bit more. Yeah, uh, that's, I guess Like, so. if she was still because using even, her maiden name, it would kind of like. That's true, because hmm. even that uh, one
0: medium, the first medium that channeled Bright Eyes, <laughs> the only name I could find for her was Mrs. Tobias Stryker. Yeah. Which was, it's really a shame, but, you know. But My man. name
1: is a bias striker. <laughs> <laughs> Every medium has
5: the, the
4: smokers. No, no, but it, it's not that you didn't have to smoke. It's just when you're switching to the
5: oh, like the spirit, it messes up your vocal cords. That's true. Because the spirit don't
4: really know how to use them. Uh, so when you yeah. go into like, your normal voice, you're just like, <clears throat> you're like, it's like after having a cigarette, you're sitting there coughing. That and makes like, <clears throat> a lot of sense. That's
2: good. That's smart.
4: <laughs> so, All that energy—it's like too much power. It's going to, through a
5: cord, just—it's—it's yeah, just, it's uh, a too much power.
4: It's
2: like whenever you hook something with too much power up to an extension cord, <laughs> you get it from the source yeah. and it's going out the output, and the middle part's getting real hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Wow, you guys have really. Hey, baby doll, <laughs> it's me, Big Richie from Beyond the Grave. <laughs> no, I, oh my gosh! <laughs> Sorry about Big that. Richie from Beyond the Grave.
0: So, <laughs> <laughs> Edward Vanderbilt started. Um, not only did he pay for a nice house, he also was sending gifts and money to. Mary. Dude,
2: I'm mad. I'm I'm honestly gotta, mad about this because, like, yeah, yeah, it's it's it's. I um, can't. Yeah, I just can't picture in my mind a realm where that he's doing he's yeah. doing this. His wife just died. She's
0: <laughs> yeah. So. Mm. Not only was he sending her gifts, money, a house, he was also... He might have just
4: bought the house to get her out of the house and not be living with
0: him, too.
3: No, okay. No,
0: sir. Because what happened here was a full-on romance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. A romance blossoms.
2: A, rom- a romance between Mary Ann and the Vanderbilt? Yes. And, wanna- uh, yeah. No. Oh, I was going to ask. You guys want to hear a joke? Oh, um, sure. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There was a young man and uh, his wife. Uh They were married. They had a house. Very lovely home. Mm -hmm. And his wife was thinking one day, she said, Hey, husband, uh, you know, if anything was to happen to me, I've thought about it quite often, and it pains me to think of you being alone for the rest of your life. I want you to remarry. He goes, No,
1: babe, I couldn't do that. She said, No,
2: I have put a lot of thought into it. It would hurt me to think of you going on alone, he said. Okay, all right. She's, and she starts to contemplate this, because he said yes, okay. She says, well, would you let her sleep in my bed? He goes, yeah, I guess I would, you know, it's I guess so. He She says, well, would you let her drive my car? Says, well, it's a new car, so I doubt we'll get a new car uh, anytime soon. But So she'd probably drive your car. She goes, hmm, would you let her wear my clothes? He's like, yeah, probably let her wear your clothes too. She's like, she said, well, would you let her use my golf clubs? He goes, no, she's left-handed. Hey, now that's a singer.
3: Hey, 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 hey.
0: I actually seen
2: one where they did use the clothes. They said the clothes, like, no, she's a size one, you know. That would have maybe been a little bit funnier. I don't know. So. No, that
4: would be more rude. The golf clubs is funny. Yeah, I, I just don't tend to laugh at, at
2: all. on that one. <laughs> I got more jokes anytime you want them. Just mm-hmm. that one kind of Great fit. That kind of fit with the whole wife dying the thing, wife. and then getting a new <laughs> wife immediately after. Well, um, before
0: I get further into this weird chapter of the story, uh, the of the Vanderbilt. Romance. Mm-hmm. I do just want to take a second and acknowledge the fact that, and I, John, you're going to appreciate this—the fact that Mary Ann Skanell Pepper may have come in contact with Rasputin. <gasps> <gasps>
4: so when, <laughs> when, when, was he, when a she was over there really in
0: 1906, Tsar Nicholas II hosted Mary and Bride Eyes to perform. <laughs> Envelope <laughs> trance readings before the imperial family. Rasputin, his first meeting with the Tsar the was 1905.
6: hmm
0: uh-huh. Wow. So there's a chance. That would be pretty great. At the very least, she came in contact with the the last imperial
2: family yeah. of the Russian dynasty. This is like a, what a, what does they call that, uh... Seven levels to, of bacon or whatever. Yeah, the we, six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Six, yeah, six it's yeah. like that, but it's yeah. for her. You know, six connected. degrees
0: of Mary Ann Scannell, Pepper Vanderbilt <laughs> <laughs> rolls off the top. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, though, too, this the meeting went very well. The Tsar loved her. Nicholas
4: mm. loved her. Well, that would have been a very awkward thing if... Our Nicholas and and Marianne, and then uh, Catherine's got Rasputin hanging out, and so they're basically just, just
5: imagine Rasputin's over there, like mm, this woman, yeah, she's
0: uh, she's yeah, good, <laughs> she's good. Oh yeah, he probably would have been just fine with her. <laughs> yeah, he's probably like, hey, hey.
3: <laughs> maybe, maybe they hooked up. I don't know. Who knows?
4: Who knows? He was a bit of a player. Should he was, well. and she was too. Apparently. Maybe.
2: Maybe he hooked up with both of them.
4: With Marianne and
0: Brideyes. Oh my God! <laughs> well, that's disturbing. Bright eyes is twelve, so let's not go. Well, that. she's been dead for a long time. <laughs> no. right?
2: You guys said that she continues on in in <laughs> in centimes. We're not getting into the weird philosophical discussions. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted
0: to I just wanted to throw that out there before I got too <laughs> in deeper into the timeline. Okay, I just wanted to <laughs> put that out there. <laughs> so back to Vandy. Mary and Edward got hitched. They got married, and in 1907, Vanderbilt's daughter Minerva took the pair to court what? over the fact that Big Eddie had already given his entire inheritance, the children's entire inheritance, over to Marianne Scanell Pepper. No, now
1: Vanderbilt already. What is she bring to the table? <laughs> bright eyes. Hey, baby. Table tipping. She's wanna, tipping the whole table over. You want to see me and bright eyes' feet? I mean, <laughs> I'll give them to you for four ninety nine a month.
2: That <laughs> will sink my whole career.
1: <laughs> you want them? I must have them. <laughs> Let me see those hogs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, I have mixed feelings <laughs> about nepotism and whatever else, but like...
0: <laughs> but still, you're giving your entire inheritance... That you've had in your will for whoever, you know, however long... I mean, these are your children that you've raised. Over to a woman that you've known for... I think about this time, they he's known her for three years. Hmm. And then has been married to her for less than a year. Yeah.
4: His, and his
0: first wife yeah. just died. Just, like, two years before that. So,
4: Well, she just died, but she was also still writing to him. <laughs> she,
0: she was writing to him. This is true. Now, before the trial... Edward had been described as being, quote, perfectly normal mentally, except (laughs) for his belief in astrology, spiritualism,
2: and a few other things of metaphysical character. (laughs) I love it when they're like, he's perfectly normal, except for all the things he's not. (laughs) He's a totally normal dude, except for all the things he's not. He really loves Sonic the Hedgehog. (laughs) Don't make any sense, but we we let it go. We let it go. So during the trial, again, the the trial was
0: really to determine whether or not Edward Vanderbilt was
4: mentally capable of making this decision. How old is he at this time? Because she's forty, basically. No. Yeah, I don't have a sixty-seven to nineteen oh seven. That's forty, basically. He, I don't have a uh. An He's on him, gotta really. be fifty, maybe sixty. Yeah, yeah, so. he, yeah. He's older than her for
0: sure. <laughs> During the trial, Vanderbilt would claim that the marriage was purely for companionship, and that his first wife was his soulmate—the hmm. one who he would return to when he died
1: <clears throat> So I, guess, I just want to let you that You want see your wife on the other side? You're gonna have to get with me in Bright Eyes, <laughs> or you ain't gonna see her when you go crossing over. <laughs> he said, "I tell you what. Okay. Bright Eyes can get you anywhere you want to go over there." But you're gonna have to sleep with me first. <laughs> <laughs> she might actually have that above his head, honestly. <laughs> so in
0: court, which Mary only showed up to, uh, I think once, I think, to have the trial. I think she only showed up to court once. She they couldn't find her one time. She was like <laughs> they, couldn't find they her. literally couldn't find her. She was gone. She no was one in knew where. Spiritual rant. And I love the newspaper. This was a like nationwide. Oh dang. Public like New York Times is, is talking about it. Uh, everybody's talking about talking about Mary Ann Scannell Pepper Vanderbilt. And actually one headline reads, The one time she did appear in court. This is the New York Times headline, okay? From nineteen oh seven, September seventh, nineteen oh seven, okay? Spirits wouldn't work in court. Mrs. Pepper Vanderbilt fails to summon bride eyes in <laughs> husband's behalf. She refuses all tests, talks freely of past performances, but declines to show jury how sealed letters can be read. Medical advice from b- Bright Eyes gives up letter reading. <laughs> so. Coming as you lie from 105. <laughs> 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 now, when Edward. And here's an exchange. I'm going to have an exchange here. Okay, okay, okay. with with uh, Edward and the prosecutor. Okay, yeah. So here, actually, I'll, I'll great. great no, 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 no! Don't no, do you, this. No, you don't want to take part in this. I would love to. I'll give to, you but the simple. I'll, I'll give you the simple part. I'll, I'll though. John, sure. <laughs> I, I don't think I've to, ever done this this right. entire show. So
3: now, so what about the first wife? I worship her and still worship her in spirit. She died in my arms. I was overwhelmed with grief at the departure of her body, but knew that her soul was still with me. It is with me yet. Two souls constitute a marriage, and there should be only one such marriage. Her soul is with me, perpetually. Can you define the spiritual? I would try. Many people differ in their descriptions of this lesson. I look <laughs> upon the body as the knower, as the doer. When you die, the doer goes on to the other side. The knower had no life and is gone. Often, while your body is here with your thoughts,
4: your day will be way off. So do you believe in a later life? No. <laughs> life is perpetual.
3: Mm. We are constantly changing. We always remain here. Mm-hmm. Take your own case. Take your own case. No, I'm taking my own case. When you were 10 years <clears throat> old, you were not like you are now. You have completely changed. The only similarity between you and of you then and of you and now is the the, the name that you bear. Your body and mind have completely changed. Props to that court stenographer. (laughs) Yeah, I just, again,
0: that was all in court. The that was all in court. Well, that was... Oh, okay. I was going to say. Because I feel
2: like he had a big old thing of ambier in the whole time he was
0: that. <laughs> that was all actually documented in court and was Beautiful. then... I read... And that's from Vanderbilt? That's all from Vanderbilt. And that was all transcribed. I found that nice little piece. Uh, all those quotes from the Salt Lake Tribune. It hit it out in Salt Lake City, Utah. Wow. Okay. So, Edward Ward Vanderbilt was ruled mentally unstable yeah, woo! and the inheritance including Mary's new house must be returned to the
4: children.
2: That was probably for the best. I'm going to side <laughs> with the court on
4: this one. Also, I just talked to the guy whose name is Edward Ward. So it's Edward yeah. Ward. Edward Ward. Edward Ward. Edward Ward. Oh. Edward it's like Squidward Ward. <laughs> That's all I can think of. ladies and gentlemen, of the judge and the jury,
3: it is I, Martin A. Vanderbilt. And Edward Ward. My name is Edward Ward. Edward Ed Ward. And my name is Edward Ward. <laughs> and I <laughs> it's it's probably never said his name. Edward Ward. Taking off off. Right. Yes. Right. My name Edward Ed Ward. Do you swear Do you say the truth and nothing but the truth, nothing but the
4: truth. Nothing. And And you, I've got the truth And this film When they <laughs> asked him To put his hand up On the Bible He's going to flop You know what I mean He's just like <laughs> No <"None." laughs> My name's Edward
2: Wood So <laughs> 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 Every time he started To say something My name's Edward Wood <laughs> He just I'm here to Edward Wood
3: Edward Wood Edward Wood Edward Wood so this, this
0: ruling did not mm-hmm. affect Mary Ann Scannell, Pepper Vanderbilt all that much. She just kept on a trucking. Skinel turned her attention towards spiritualist camps. Hold on
2: one second. She wasn't just devastated that her love of her life, Vanderbilt, was snatched away from her. No, they were still married. Oh, she just didn't, she just didn't no get his money. money no more. But she stuck with him? She stuck with him. Okay. Yeah.
0: All right. But she turned her attention toward spiritualist Camps, so she wasn't really
4: at home all that much anymore. Well, I mean, if you think about it now, she has the Vanderbilt name behind her, so that's probably why she was like, "I'm." On this sure break. That's, that's probably good to have. Now she served as
0: president of Lake Pleasant Camp in Massachusetts, which I don't have a lot of information on, but she served as president of that spiritual camp for Lake Pleasant.
2: You know, teenagers
0: got slaughtered there, <laughs> murdered. And later, she served as the as president for Camp Etna. Mm-hmm. Now, Camp Etna, I'm going to do an episode on, Ooh. or at least bring back up in another episode, because there are some things about Camp Etna. So, Camp Etna was up in Maine, and she served as president for ten years, and she served seventeen years in total with Camp Etna. These actually were the last ten years of her life. I was going to say that's a long way to go with something. Camp Etna, sometimes called
2: the Mecca of Spiritualism. I've said it. I've described it that way myself. <laughs> multiple times. You mean the Mecca of Spiritualism?
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Huh. This was founded in 1899 and is still running today. Wow. It has its, it has had its ebbs and flows, uh, as far as attendance goes, of mm-hmm. course. And uh, this... Again, we'll not be the last time we talk about it. Um, it is outside of Bangor, Maine, which mm. is the home place of one Stephen King. Oh. A 1916 edition of the Banner of Life, which is a spiritualist publication,
6: okay.
0: stated that they, quote, They come in farmer's carts, in wagons, in anything. The Lord only knows how they do all get there. This is in reference to the roughly five thousand people that came to rural Bangor, outside of Bangor, Maine. I was going it's kind it of way up there.
4: I was going to say it's kind of out of the way. Now, but I can, yeah, just think I passed through there. there to get to uh,
0: Acadia National Park. And, yeah, yeah, it, you're <laughs> out there. They traveled up there just to hear
2: Mary Ann Scanell perform oh, Vanderbilt Masspuff. Oh, darn it. Right far and wide to hear my beloved lady, Masper speak.
0: (laughs) So, unfortunately, Mary Ann Scannell Pepper Vanderbilt got sick after returning home from the 1918 uh, season of Camp Etna. Oh, man. Because she would spend her whole time there at Camp Etna during their season. And now I just want to read this. During her final address. The, her final public speech, mm. at the which was held at the 71st anniversary of modern spiritualism in Berkeley Hall,
6: mm.
0: she re- recalled speaking there 24 years prior and wistfully ended her address with the words,
5: I have found spiritualism a good thing to live by,
0: and have come pretty
5: close to finding it a good thing to die by. Huh.
0: Mary passed away from an undisclosed illness, painlessly, on April twenty seventh, 1919, in Boston. As upon her request, her ashes were interred at Camp Edna. Hmm. And now I want to read this. Okay. Do you need to take a drink of
4: water before you do it? No, it's not too bad. Okay.
0: Because <laughs> 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 it's... And it's also
1: not her. Okay, so um. that, was,
4: that was the reason I asked. I like, if it's going to be another whole monologue you might know. No, this I is have from... spent my whole
1: life dreaming about chocolate. <laughs> I love chocolate.
0: <laughs> so this is uh, featured in the biography about Mary Ann Scannell Pepper Vanderbilt, which was released just years after her. It was literally released like in 1925, and she passed away in 1919. Okay. Dear friends, Mrs. Vanderbilt is not dead. She speaks to you today, and will speak to you as long as time will endure. In the rustling of the wind you will hear her, in the babbling of the brook, in the beauty of the flowers, she will speak. But in no more potent way to you, here in Etna, will she speak than in the tones of the bell calling you to meeting. You remember how she loved to ring the bell? It was to her a sacred Loving service. For 24 years ago, at Onset, she asked her friend Dr. H.B. Storer, Why do you ring the bell? Let someone else do it. And he responded, I love to ring the bell. (laughs) I am calling my people to come. Calling them to come and be spiritually fed. So that is what the ringing of the bell meant to her. I am calling you. You. The listener. To come. No. I am calling you to come in the future when you hear it peel forth remember it is speaking to you of her listen to her and heed the call to come up
1: higher can you take me higher to a place where (laughs) NAFTA sings (laughs) NAFTA NAFTA? What is her name? NASPF! NAFTA! <laughs> <Maspeth. laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Fucking NAFTA! I was just like, what is this going to do with it? <laughs> <laughs> I
1: can't
5: remember. Her name. Oh, wow.
0: Uh, so, yeah. That's Masp of MASP. Uh Thank you all for listening. <laughs> that's our first episode of the Spiritual Fall, you guys. We're Jumping straight into spiritualism. Spiritual fool. <laughs> uh, any uh, any thoughts on Maspiv for before we uh, close the book
1: on her? I hope that's actually what she sounded like. <laughs> <laughs> both ways, I love both ways, you. Uh? <laughs> <laughs> I love you so much, Vanderbilt. Get over here and give me a kiss. At 11... And one, <laughs> one, one. <laughs> and one, one, Get over here, you big, you big sack of flesh. I wanna give you a big old. I wanna hold on to your love handles and give you a big old kiss on the lips. Oh, wow. you're supposed to respond to him in his voice. what oh. you say? I uh, uh, okay, thank you.
3: <laughs> Have you heard from my dead wife recently?
2: Nope. Let me check in from 105.5, <laughs> The Grave. Breaking news from beyond the grave. Your dead wife says, You should have married a different woman.
0: Ooh. <laughs> oh, wow. So, um, yeah, that does it here uh, for today. Go and email us um, if you want to. Rumors. Confab. confab. I remember it at @gmail.com. Uh, check us out now on YouTube. If you're watching, awesome. Thank you. Uh, go watch us on TikTok. We're on there now. TikTok. Uh, find us on Instagram. You, you know, all that stuff. Facebook. But yeah, thank you all for listening. Um again, we got some big stuff uh, in store as well. I mean, we're we're in the midst of it. We're in the midst of it. Got right
2: in the thick We're we're right,
0: right in the thick of it.
1: Uh, and yeah, so love y'all. Uh, it's been great. Coming Please. in harder than a Mary Ann. What is her name? Vandabel <laughs> <the> Pittsburgh. <laughs> Mary Ann. I got Mary it. Van. <laughs> Mary Van with Bell